This is Among the Stacks, produced by the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. The podcast where you learn what we're reading and recommending in the library news. Hi, I'm Sheila Stovall. Hey, it's Amanda Woods. Welcome to the Allen County Public Library's podcast, Among the Stacks Today. Yeah, it's been a minute. I feel like we were supposed to do this a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Yes, we were, but some people were out sick, more than one person, actually. There was a couple of days that I'm like, and then there were two. (laughs) And I mean, (laughs) only two left here in the library, but we took care of business and took care of our library patrons. And there's also been some little hiccups with the snow and the weather. We had to be closed last Thursday when we were going to do the podcast Mm -hmm. and so so it's great to be here today. Yeah, it's good to, it's good to be back, and we enjoyed the weekend. And I know you're a little bit sad because your two f- teams lost. I know. The Kentucky Wildcats lost to Auburn, and it was a hard-fought battle. <laughs> we knew it was going to be. It was a hostile environment. <clears throat> and uh, But I still love our Kentucky Wildcats, and, and heartbroken for the Titans, too. So Saturday was not a great <laughs> sports day for me especially as I always struggle with battling the January blues so Mm -hmm. I could have been really happy if the Wildcats had won and the Titans won but I did have some great books to read but I know you've been reading on fire so maybe tell us something that you've been reading that you want to share with our audience today yeah sure so I go through reading slumps I think like everybody else does and usually at the beginning of every year I go really well and I read a lot of books and then it kind of dies off as life continues but so far I've read 11 books this year and it's we're almost at the end of January and I've got a few I'll talk about the one I just finished it was a really good psychological thriller and I think I talked to you about it Sheila It's called The Push, and the author is Ashley Audrain. Um, I'm not one that likes things that are too hard to think about because my mind is just tired. But this is one where the author really put things together in a simple way, but it kept you thinking throughout the whole book. Um, I was let down a little at the end, but still a wonderful, beautifully written story. It left you thinking... So this mom, she's a new mom, and I can relate to that. And she has this fear that she's not connecting with her daughter, Violet, like she needs to. And I feel like that sometimes with my son. And I think it's just what moms go through. And so she's not connecting with her daughter. And she starts seeing her daughter as being this person that something's just genuinely wrong with her. There is something wrong with her daughter. And she ends up being scared of her in a way. So, yeah. So, you know, that's heartbreaking in itself. And she wants to prove to her husband that she's this wonderful mother. But at the end of the day, she's just tired. And so it's the mother who's afraid of the daughter. It's the mother who's afraid of her own daughter. Because there were times when my kids were teenagers that I guarantee you they were afraid of me. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you've watched those or you've seen, you know, the screen displays of those scary movies, you know, with the evil daughter, you know, who's lurking in the shadows. So it's kind of like that, but it's not as scary, you know, in, in a scary movie sense. But it does have those instances where it leaves you wondering, is the mom truly crazy? Like, does she have a lot of this postpartum thing going on? And it's, you know, just really aided her psyche. Or 
is her daughter genuinely evil? And you don't really know the answer to that until the end of the story. So if you so how to, old is the daughter in the story? So, I mean, she, she ends up being at the end of the story uh, in the high, in high school age. Um, but she first starts seeing or, you know, thinking she's seeing either way. I'm not going to say either way. She starts seeing these evil tendencies of the of her daughter, whether she's evil or not, or whether she's thinking she's evil when she's very young, like around five years old. Right. So and then, you know, she's watching her and watching her and she's trying to build that, you know, that relationship with her daughter throughout this whole thing. Because, I mean, she she birthed this daughter into the world. She is a part of her and she wants to love her and she wants to do all things that are well for Violet. But in the back of her mind, she's like, there is something wrong with my daughter and I can't fully trust her. So if you want something that just leaves you on the edge of your seat throughout the whole story, I would highly recommend it's called The Push. Uh, and, the, and the author is Ashley Aldrain. And I've checked that out on our Libby app and I listened to the audiobook version of that. It was very, very good. Oh, well, that sounds really interesting. Maybe a little bit intense for me, but a five-year-old who might be evil or i think about thinking about having a teenage daughter that you're mm-hmm. afraid of that's that's very chilling yeah. and and because, interesting because there's a lot of people that really love those psychological yeah thrillers. because if she really is evil then you're seeing something in the sense that as she grows older she's only going to be more so more evil you know so i don't know it's really good um and like i said at the yeah i still wasn't sure how it was going to go until the last sentence of the last page. So oh. it's good. So Very that's called good. push. And who was the yeah. author again? Audrey Ash- Ashley Aldrain, and it's A U D R A I N. Okay, one to put on the list, maybe. It's good. Well, I started out the new year with reading. Uh, I'm a fan of Brene Brown. So if you've never listened to her on like TED Talks or things like that. She's worth searching for on uh, Google and and hearing her speak. And she's Mm -hmm. just a motivational speaker. She's done research on shame. And uh, I uh, read the 10th anniversary edition of her book, The Gifts of Imperfection. And I just think, you know, we live in a very critical world. And I think it's her book is really about looking for your authentic self and accepting yourself as you are. Mm -hmm. We all have gifts. And yet, especially in this time of social media, when everyone is so critical of everything, I think it's in, it's important to, to love yourself. And that, that was really to me the message and to communicate, you know, with people. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was, it was really, it's a, it's actually a very quick read and it is, it's just a, a something to help you appreciate your own self worth. And I think, I think that I found that I don't read a lot of nonfiction, but mm-hmm. Renee Brown is someone who I really enjoy reading. So it was called the gifts of imperfection. And, you know, if you think about it, it was popular enough that they did a 10th anniversary edition. Oh, yeah. There's some words of wisdom right. that, that we could all use. And so oh, that yeah. was something. I think in this COVID age that we're living in, we do need that pick me up that we are worthy and we that we do have special things to give to the people that we come in contact with every day. So that would be a good one to add to my list as well. Yeah. And I just think I always struggle with depression. I guess the winter blues mm-hmm. in January. And so I wanted to read 
something that was uplifting and and that was that was really good. And I also picked out a piece of fluff book to read. So <laughs> fluff is good. Fluff is called. If you are a fan of Janet Ivanovich, I think you would like this. This is a new author to me, and the name of the book is Repo Girl by Jane Fenton. And so, and Jane is a young girl and her she was raised by her grandparents mm-hmm. and it's like um oh is a it's like not they're not new york but um i'm trying to think of the setting but it's up north in the city and she uh, is repoing cars that she had to oh. drop out of school when her grandparents raised her and when they were killed in a car accident she had to drop out of school hmm. and she has picked up a job of repoing cars, which is odd because that's looked, that's perceived as being a male occupation in my mind. Yes. yes. Okay. And uh, so, and it's, it's funny cause she, she meets this guy who's planning a band in a bar and her roommate is, uh, works in a bar. And anyway, he sees her, what he thinks she's stealing someone's car that he works with. And it's, she's repoing this person's car. <laughs> so, but anyway, so it is cute. There is not anything serious in this book. And it's really not even too scary, even though there are people that get killed. Okay. And it, I never got afraid that right. you know, they were the bad guys were going to get oh, her. So, funny. It, so it's a light read, but I, you know, it's sort of like the Janet Ivanovich thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, you know, she's just the, funny and fun. funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, but that, it hit me in that same sort of genre. So oh, uh, that was, that was cute, but that was repo girl by Jane Fenton. If you're just looking for a book to make you laugh and think well, that poor girl, <laughs> there was a little language and, yeah. but there wasn't any of the graphic ugly, you know, sometimes right. things can be so explicit that I just don't want to. So there wasn't any of that. So, but it was good. The The main character was 25 years old. I have to say, you know, being, I won't talk about how old I am, <laughs> but it did make me feel a little bit old. It's <laughs> the stuff that was going on. But, uh, but anyway, this, it did win an award. It was the 2020 next generation indie book award finalist. So awesome. A chicklet winner. So it's chicklet. So chick-lit. you are a chick, Miss Sheila. I am a chick. <laughs> an old, I'm an old hen. Really, no, but. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, have you read anything else that's been good lately? Yeah. So one of the things I want to try to do, I know we try to I'm not really good about keeping resolutions or, you know, goals. I need to work better at that. But I do want to try to read more books in the children's department, especially the uh, chapter book section, just because we have a lot of kiddos in here who are often asking, what should I read or what's a good book? So I went way back and this book uh, was released in 1993 by Lois Lowry. It was a Newbery winner called The Giver. And it was a dystopian novel um, set in a really a different world than we could even perceive or imagine. Um, A lot of the characters, well, every character doesn't have any sense of emotion. Um, They live in this black and white world where everything is just ordinary. Um, And so once 
certain uh, figures reach a specific age. So for instance, if you're fixing to turn eight years old, then you become an eight. And that means you have to start getting rid of things that bring you comfort. So if you like to go to bed with a teddy bear or with a special blanket, it's time to give that up. When you become a 12, that means when you turn 12 years of age, you are given a title of what you'll be training for for your career choice for the rest of your being. And that is not um, decided by the person. It's decided by a council. And so, but, you know, and that's fine by them because that's all they've ever known. Um, And there's only one uh, person who is called the receiver of memory. And he's aging out of that title. And it's time to try to start training a new individual to become the receiver of memory. And that's where you were introduced to Jonas. And he is a 12 year old boy, you know, nervous about his um, deciding day about what's going to what what will be his position. And he does get the position of the receiver. Um, And it's really dramatically written out. Um, Usually they go by a specific number that's drawn. When it comes to 19, his number, it's skipped. And he's wondering, why have they skipped me and all this? And it's because he is going to be given such a really high ranked uh, uh, title. So it goes on. I'm not going to give a lot away because I do think it would be great for these kiddos that are coming of age at that 12 year old and 13 year old mark becoming a teenager is a big deal. And I think this book would really help them see different avenues and just how they relate to different things. Um, But the old man who will be training him, he is going to now be called the giver because he's going to be giving him all of these memories that only he has. And once all these memories get into Jonas's little mind, he starts seeing things that he's been brought up in as not being exactly right. And so he wants to make a difference in this dystopian world that he lives in. And I had never read it before. And we were talking about this book, me and you, Sheila, and uh, (laughs) you were like, that sounds like a movie. And then I was looking up, I think they made this into a movie and you were thinking about something else. And the movie you were thinking about was The Giver. (laughs) So that was just funny. It came out in 2014. Mm -hmm. And Jeff Bridges is the gentleman, the older gentleman Mm -hmm. who's giving Jonas all this knowledge. Yeah. And uh, but it was a wonderful movie. Yeah. Too. But, you know, folks. The book is always going to be better. Oh, it was so good. And I I listened to the audio book version again, very short, five hours of your time. Um, But I really think that, you know, you just leave feeling really good about what Jonas has got planned for his little, his little community. And, you know, oftentimes he has to leave the things that are most important to him to start making that change happen. Right. Um, But it was very good. And this is where Hollywood does its own little thing, because you just mentioned that Jonas was 12 years old. Right. Right. Coming of age. Uh In the movie, Jonas is 18 years old. Oh, yeah. And so that's a big difference. So Mm -hmm. we want to, I certainly recommend uh, the book first, and Mm -hmm. then you can. I always love to compare how the movies right. compare. To Often, the I mean, I don't, I can't think of hardly just a handful of times where the book has not been as good as the movie. I feel like the movie's just like, there's no way that they can encapsulate all that that book is providing for you. Right. Um, now, I do love the movie The Help, and I think they did so good based off of that book. There were some changes, but mm-hmm. I love that movie. The Help is so good. 
And the book, of course, is better, but I love that movie as well. Yeah. I think some of Dan Brown's books are better in the movie form because they get so bogged down when you're reading the book and Mm -hmm. some of his research. You're like, just let's just just go on with with it and find out what's going to happen next. But for the most part, it is very rare for me to say that a book or that a movie is better better than the book. I agree with that. And so... Well, I also read, I love John Grisham. He just does not write a bad book. I've never no. read John Grisham. I know that's oh. all. I have read one book and it was a non, his only nonfiction piece. It was The Innocent Man, but I've not read any fictional books by him. Yeah. I well, to. I I read The Judge's List and mm-hmm. something I learned is that there's never been a judge in the United States, a federal judge. That's been convicted of murder. Mm -hmm. And I just think there's been lots of judges to get away with that. Because let's say you just look up any kind of occupation and murder. It's going to come up. Google is going to come up with 10,000 hits. Right. That doesn't, there's no judges out there that have ever committed murder or maybe (laughs) they've not been convicted of murder. Mm -hmm. So there's this judge and he's a serial killer. (laughs) And what I love about this is he brought back an old character from the Whistler. Right. And so, uh, so you have Lacey Stoltz now, who's 15 years later. Right. And so I would definitely recommend, first of all, you just, if you've not read John Grisham, you need to go and read the Whistler first, because you're going to get to see Lacey older. Gotcha. And you'll also learn like in book two, the second book, The Judge's List, there's someone you're going to learn early on who's killed in The Whistler. So that sort of ruined that for me because I read them out of order. So I oh, knew yeah. when I started <clears throat> reading The Whistler that one of my favorite characters wasn't going to make it. No. So I was like, don't think about that. Right. But he just is, you know, again, it's that psychological suspense. So there was a couple of times I was worried about Lacey, but mm-hmm. I know I trust John Grisham enough to, we know he is not going to let the main character <laughs> get killed, but he lets other people that you like get killed. So you have to, you know, sort of put on your safety belt there and say, keep, turning <laughs> the page, the page. <laughs> don't cheat and go to the end but it was just interesting to see how this judge you know got away with it mm-hmm. and uh and it was tied to uh the indian casinos how they make their own laws and how you know if you got the wrong sort of people you know the the mobsters and stuff working in partnership with some of the the tribal people Mm-hmm. It's very hard to prove, you right. know, there's not a lot of oversight. We'll just mm-hmm. put it that way. And then if you were to get a judge who would clear the way for you, like when you're trying to get, you know, land easements or things like that to, you know, take mm-hmm. the property they want. Mm-hmm. It's um, it was, you know, it made you think, wow, if you had people who did not have a good moral compass in those positions, they could get away with a lot. And in <laughs> right. this case, the judge got away with a lot. Yeah. Of- and I think that probably happens a lot more than we think it does. Okay. I've kind of got my two books mixed up. The one where the Indian casinos was the whistler. Okay. But the, but uh, both involved judges though. Okay. And so, uh, and then the judges list was the one where there was the serial killer. Gotcha. And, uh, and it was like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
so so it was great it was great reading so okay well i think we're almost out of time unless you had anything else that you wanted to tell our reader friends i think we can share more later it's good to be back hopefully january is nearing the end we've had a lot of hiccups this month with the gas leak and the no heat and the snow days i'm ready for warmer weather and normalcy so i'm i don't know what normal is around (laughs) i don't either but i am ready for spring yeah and then, you know, summer reading will be here before you know it. And we are already planning great yep. things for summer reading. Yep. I've already scheduled several performers. So we're going to try to have a normal, whatever normal is summer this year. <laughs> well, it's going to be something. We don't It'll know be what something. Norm- we have no idea what normal is anymore. No. We've never been normal anyway. So. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're readers and writers. You know, we, yeah. we really walk to the beat of a different drum sometimes. So we thank you folks for joining us today. So I'll just say goodbye. And thanks for joining us. Yeah, have a great day. You've been listening to Among the Stacks, a podcast produced by the staff of the Allen County Public Library in Scottsville, Kentucky. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to seeing you Among the Stacks.